0: And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. Class is back in session. And we're back for round two of our midterm week. We got uh, top ten albums for today. I'm really excited. I mean, especially after we just got to talk about all of the uh, tracks, because,
1: I mean, we just recorded that right before this one it's i don't know now i kind of have an idea i i hope of what the albums are going to be so i'm really curious like what tracks their respective albums will be on your list and everything like that yeah
0: like which albums got here and and not only which ones we have in common but where they rank in terms of our top 10 so i think we'll have some commonality but yeah yeah we'll definitely see where it goes but anyway so uh i guess since last episode you started so maybe i'll start this time go for it bring us
1: in all right so and actually, sorry to cut you off was you're literally just about to get into the albums. Um, so the same thing we did last time. Uh, if you listen to the singles album or the singles episode,
0: excuse me. Or any of the um, 2018 uh, reviews as well. 2018 yep. lists. Yep.
1: The way that we normally do this, um, we go back and forth uh, one by one. Talk about the, the well, this last time it was singles. This time it'll be albums. Give a couple tracks off of it that we like. Maybe a few tracks to avoid or something like that if we feel the need few general thoughts on the album the lower ones will kind of power through quicker the upper ones we'll talk about a lot more anytime that we have an album in common we usually wait for whichever one of us has it ranked higher just to kind of give that album a chance to have both of us talking about it at At the the same same time time and not steal talking points from each other and stuff like that and yeah i mean we mentioned last time that what goes into it's basically kind of even mix of replayability value versus artistic statement so it kind of both of those go hand in hand when picking all these
0: albums hell yeah so yeah i guess i'll start yeah go for it all right so my number 10 album of 2019 so far is gonna be khalid's free spirit an album that we didn't really get a chance to talk about that i wish we had i'm a little bit upset at how some critics gave this really, really bad reviews. And I, and I can't understand why. I know I mentioned last episode when I talked about Paradise being in my top five songs mm. of 2019 so far, how, you know, guys like Fantano, like, you Said know, it was did, like a, a boring snooze, album, boring, like that, that it's a snooze fest, essentially. Um, other people saying that he couldn't really like, you know, he didn't do anything creative or anything like that. But I, I kind of feel opposite. I, I think this is a contender at this point for like pop and rap album, uh, pop and R&B album, excuse me, of the year. And people that are claiming this is less original than his last project, I completely disagree. I don't understand where that's coming from. I thought this was more dynamic than his last project. I think his evolution and his maturity like completely oozes out of this. And even though it was a little bit long-winded. There were definitely some tracks I would take off personally. Overall, I absolutely loved this thing front to back. There's like a ton of really uh, groovy, funky guitar chord samples and progressions. It's like like some reggae and reggaeton influence and some island style kind of songs. Just like a perfect song, um, excuse me, perfect album for like a vacation and like a road trip. Like it just has one of those like looking at a nice beautiful like sunset or aesthetic type or at a beach yeah, like, or on the, top the of the great mountain. scenery
1: As you're like driving up up to vacation it, it's
0: got that vibe to it
1: man i just I I really, really like it and that's usually the kind of thoughts i associate with uh with khalid whenever i
0: think about his music or like yeah. him as an artist yeah he really has that kind of that not only that cadence in his voice but a lot of his production is now going in that direction so mm. i was super happy with this release man i really liked it a lot some of like the Big highlights for me, whereas a track like "Bad Luck," okay. where he gets, he brings in these groovy, slick guitars that are uh, that are just so infectious, and he croons over this beat effortless, effortlessly. And I love the idea, like him, like being addicted to like what is in fact bad for him. That he's like, you know, chases women that he knows aren't good for him, but he can't shake this habit. He's just chalking it up to bad luck. That I mean, he's in love with it. So, like that track. And then there was three tracks in a row that I really loved, uh, where it hit the big stride for me on this album. Uh, right back was one where it, the hook was one of the catchiest here, and another major highlight. It's got a really nice electric uh, synth-style beat that starts with a very minimal uh, sort of progression, but then it, it, it as it goes forward, it progresses quite nicely and really kind of sort of comes to life. And it's all kind of all about like starting over and trying to right the ship of a relationship. The snapback's a little bit annoying, but it does fit well with like the Maraca sample that's there. Uh, there's like some nice wavy and wonky electric blends. The hooks just just really fantastic to me, and and his melody is is, is top notch. And then he has another uh, the next track in the listing right in this little pocket that I loved. Uh, maybe one of my favorite like you know couple songs in a row maybe on an album this year for sure is "Don't Pretend" featuring Safe, and it's got this amazing falsetto. Uh, it's a nice got a nice acoustic guitar sample, and it's got some really nice whiny synth that gets sprinkled through on out, and it's just it's just catchy as hell. And then of course Paradise comes along, and I talked about that at, at length on the on, on the top twenty. So if you want to hear that, uh, the review of that song, definitely go check that uh, that episode out. It's my number five song of, of twenty nineteen so far. It's overall, man. Like there are a couple of tracks that I, I I didn't care for on this that probably could have been taken off, but there's other great tracks here too. Like some of the ones he had already previously re- uh, released, like Talk and Better. Uh, you know, just just a really really solid project, man, and one of the best pop albums instrumentally that I've heard this year. I think it's, it's warm, it's colorful. I think his growth and maturity is evident, and I, I think it's perfect about the ele- through about the ele- first eleven songs, and then it kind of tails off a bit. Some, some in, in and but still to have an eleven
1: song stretch like that is damn impressive.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so I think that that's why this album for me's got to got to be there, number ten, Khalid, Free Spirit.
1: Nice. So my number ten, uh, we're gonna.
0: Uh, so my number 10, we're going to end up talking
1: about later on, because I know that it's going to be on yours, but so for me, number 10 is James Blake with Assume Form. Yeah, we'll talk so, about it later. So that one's just sneaking on my number <laughs> 10. I'm going to wait to say anything about the album until we can talk about it uh, together. And I mean, both of us had a We've... song each off of this album, make it into our top 20 tracks. Yep. You, Where's the Catch? And for me, it was uh, Tell them and... and we both already talked about this album at length on the January recap from... So even with that, it's going to be a lot of repeated themes from that. But yeah, so for me, number 10
0: was James Blake with Assume Form. Form. One of mine, I I have a funny feeling, is going to be on yours too. I don't know, but I'm assuming. Uh, Get it? Mm -hmm. Assume Form. Oh, Uh, there it is. There's (laughs) the other dad joke.
1: Right back into the puns from last
0: episode. Right back into it. Uh, Anderson Pack, Ventura, number yep. nine.
1: Oh, yeah, I got that one on you mine. You got that too. on yours? I got okay. That one on mine. So then
0: I'll save my my talk mm-hmm. and my opinions. But we, again, we've again an album we've talked about together at length. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk Another one. one that both of us had singles on. I mean, I feel like all of these
1: albums that we're going to have in common on this top 10 list will probably we will end have up something having something
0: in common with the top 20. Yeah. yeah. Especially
1: any of those songs that we had exactly in common on the last episode, those
0: are definitely going to end, oh, sure. end up sure being on here. For sure. So. Number nine, Anderson Pack ventura when we get to yours on your list we'll we'll chat about it sweet more so Go so ahead.
1: Th- this one actually is definitely not one that we have in common though so how do you know this is Take a while.
0: i mean i'm I, i'm guessing i i
1: we could very small chance. Ninety nine neighbors television.
0: I don't have that. No. Okay,
1: I did listen to it though. This this I album did, was I great. Did.
0: It was it was very good. So
1: we mentioned good. last one because um, I had a song of this. Uh, I chose Red Rum as like the my favorite song. Um, ended up making it on my top twenty list. So this is a collective of artists uh, from Vermont actually, which I had no idea about them until I was doing like a little bit more research leading up to this episode. But um, a collective from Vermont. Um, there's like singers, there's rappers. All of them have such crazy different styles. They say that their their common goal is natural expression, free artistry, and forward momentum. So I think that there is officially 10, ten, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I think there's ten official members of the group. Wow. Um, I won't go through naming all I of them because honestly, many. I don't. I wouldn't recognize any of them by name alone. But so this album is just really fun. It kind of goes off in so many different directions. Um, you'll have songs that are super uh, like low key, like Red Rum that I talked about last time, where it's basically just a bass line like strumming away the whole time, while these guys are using really like low, kind of like deep voices to rap over it. But then you'll go into songs like Lock and Key that's like sultry, smooth female vocal pop, like great, bright, happy production. It's like a smile expressed as a song. And then you'll go into a song like Bangarang, which is, I mean, aside from the burp in the beginning of the song, which I just, I'm not really, I guess it's probably just like he was in the booth and was like, oh, I'll leave that. But so this, that song is just like, it just goes in relentlessly. It's like just, it's going off like super low bass, these weird sounding high notes and everything. It's just like the, I think the guy's names are Hank Native and Sam Polino, both just like go off in their verses. So, and that's only in like a four song stretch. So you got a crazy amount of variety in this. If you want to hear just like a really, really good, I don't know, artistic, like artsy type album that has a lot of different styles going into it from rap to pop and everything in between, this is going to be where you'll find it. I I loved tracks like Fly, Red Rum, Lock and Key, Bangarang. It's just, I, I can't really say enough good things about this. I would probably, if I had to rate it, it'd end up being like an A. This was, this was a really good album. So it ends up sitting nicely down at my number nine.
0: Oh yeah! By the way, I love that that album. Uh, not enough to put it on my list, but <laughs> I, it was it was really good. It was very listenable, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, and they're like I said, they're New England, so gotta, it crept gotta, gotta up on me up. a lot. Like yeah. I I'm it, shocked to hear it on your on your list, to be honest, because I, I didn't think we not we didn't that, talk about it very much. I talked about it with a friend. A friend of mine actually showed me, mm-hmm. and she liked it a lot, and uh, I did too. But yeah, we never. I don't think we ever we ever. Really talked about it, it.
1: It was honestly just from having like these three or four songs keep showing up. and I'm like yeah. shuffling in my playlists, yeah. and then eventually it's like, oh, damn, like this. Is, I guess I listened to it. It was when I was kind of crunching, like crunching all these albums, like wow, I really do listen to like
0: a lot of songs off the album yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, so my number eight might come as a bit of a shock because none of his songs made it on my top 20, okay. which was difficult to leave it off. But anyway, I'm talking about Guns by Quelle uh, Chris. First off, just let's just say the political and social commentary, the artistic motive that he had on this project to me was such a just such an amazing moment this year in music that I yeah. think a lot of people potentially overlooked. And while there are albums that I got more replayability than this one for me, this one still got a lot of replayability for sure. It it came with, and some of the albums are are like this where it, it's more of a flow of a listen from top to bottom yeah then it is me picking individual tracks to go back and listen to like I have to almost go, like what you were talking about
1: last episode with an artist i won't even say because i well, know that it's going to be coming up on sure. on these lists but yeah. it's like a, about the full album experience yeah
0: for sure yeah this full album experience was one of the best of the year like in terms of that so this is just some of the catchiest and more mainstream instrumentals that he's used in his career so far and i think it really does a, a, a good service for him and the melodies that he's able to craft here are like some of the best of his career. Um, he's always known to be like a bit like off the rails and experimental. And, and, I've, and I've loved that about Quelle. But this album in particular, to me, I just love like the thematic sort of overarching statement about, you know, mainly about how guns and drugs have affected our society and culture, especially in America. And sort of like, you know, his commentary on that and, and I mean, I'm sure you can guess what his commentary is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, you know, a negative one yeah. saying that, you know, you know, these guns and these, you know, he talks about things like, like I said, like weaponry, drugs, yeah. talks about healthcare, like on a track like Obamacare. You mm-hmm. know, uh, he has this one for he has his really awesome charismatic keys, which is like a really fun beat, even but it's a little ominous too. like he still has some of those ominous moments in his music yet. There are still some very like lighter, more lush things thrown in there to make it sound a little bit more mainstream. So I think that well, my hope is that he got more. I think we said talked about this in the review too that it got him some more listeners and some followers with kind of switching towards this kind of sound. Yeah. So
1: well, and you and I yeah. both were big fans of this when we talked about this album uh, back on that review, and both had it like top of uh, top of the month. And I had mentioned on the last episode I was kind of surprised when I was going back and like re-listening to a lot of stuff that I couldn't really put any like song or anything on my top 20 list, and I couldn't even get the album onto my top 10 list just looking at like the other ones that were there. But I'm glad that it ended up making your list so we could
0: still get a chance to talk about it and get it... Like It does deserve respect because it is a really good album. When it came to albums, I think it just it had to go there. Even though a song didn't make it, I, Obamacare was sitting right on the cusp. I mean, I mm-hmm. could have easily... like. Talk to me next week. I probably could put Obamacare maybe in the top 20. Who knows? Probably one of my favorite songs here. I like Spray and Pray as well. PSA Drug Fest 2003 was amazingly dark and just like classic Quelle Chris. It's the Law. And then The the Guns, the, um, the title track I really enjoyed too. Yeah, man. I just, I think, he just gives us a lot of smooth and solid tracks. The sequencing was perfect. I thought he sonically like kept us on our toes. I, this is like one of his best projects to date for me, and I'm really excited. I don't know if this album is gonna stay mm-hmm. uh, at number eight when we get to like the, you know the end of the, the, end year. Of the year. I don't yeah. know if it'll even you know be in the top ten. It, it might just end up being an honorable mention. We'll see. But as of now, I think it's definitely worthy of a top 10 spot for me. So, number eight, Guns by Quality I'm glad you made it
1: on. So, my number eight is my guy, Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock slash Tobacco, a.k.a. Malibu Ken, with their, I guess, self-titled album, Malibu Ken. So, Aesop Rock, I mean... My favorite rapper of all time, basically, and I—I I know that will always be the case. Like nothing will ever sway me that way. I'm firm with that with that opinion.
0: Like me with Andre,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like I'm nothing will sway me. He could put out in a complete album that's just like garbage, and I'll still be like, "All right, that album sucked, but everything else before that, like, no, nah, he's still gonna be my top." And I—I I, we said in the review of this album that. And it is true that tobacco's vocoder vocals are definitely a hurdle for a lot of people to listen to and to get over. It was the drawback for me, and it and- it holds the album back. Like there's there's really honestly no way to kind of beat around that bush. It, it does. Like there there would have been a This is as
0: low as it is, as it is for you.
1: That's actually why too. Like if this was just an Aesop Rock album, it probably would have jumped up to like top three instantly just on the fact that it's Aesop, and I'm like I eat everything up that he ends up like making and he actually has some new stuff coming cuz on his insta page I've seen like him posting a lot of videos of him like recording and like chopping up like some stuff and I've heard some of the snippets and they sound crazy. So hopefully before the end of this year he'll give me another album to beat this one out and I can just like swap one for the other. And then i will probably jump up too, but for right now it's kind of sitting down at number 8. Once you can get past the vocoder um and like I said on the last one I kind of just got like numb to it almost. It's like all right, I'm used to it now so it's not as bad.
0: And there are some really great moments on it. So I will do exactly. that as terms of it wasn't for me tastefully as much, but mm-hmm. I can see. Yeah, I can definitely get why it would be there
1: for me. This only really made it on it because I was able to get over tobacco's vocoder parts. The The beats that he brings in are fantastic and it's like weird, weird and quirky and it fits Aesop's style so well. But then when you just hear that same like vocal effect again and again and again, it's a, it's it, gets it gets old. It gets old. So aside from that, this will be a great album. He's Aesop is super weird. He'd get ready for very very intense metaphors. You're gonna have to pull up Genius in front of you while you're listening and probably read it over like a multiple times, like all Aesop's music is. But yeah, so that, sitting at my number eight, Aesop Rock with "Tobacco Malibu Ken," awesome. And actually, oh yeah, so I should at least say a couple uh, tracks off of it. The one that made my top twenty um, was "Tuesday," probably my favorite song. A- from it awesome too. song. Yeah. And I'll throw in uh, one plus one equals three. I was a big fan of that track as well. When I mean, also as a math guy, I just kind of have to throw in that uh, that little bunk equation, which. I don't know I'm not gonna talk about Aesop's math abilities I guess but
0: it's a good song it's a good song might be better than <laughs> might be better than two chances was like oh 37% is close to 40% then he rounds up to like 50% yeah he basically oh,
1: yeah. rounds that's right yeah like that's like most of the way to 40% 40% is most of the way to 50%
0: and then it's like all right you just Gronk, you Gronk,
1: Gronk does something really similar in an interview at some point when they ask him like how many rings he has or something like that and he was like oh I got like two rings but that's like one and a half rings but then you would round that down he does some real real weird Gronk math on
0: that, and it's. Similar to this, I don't want to hear Gronk or Two Chains do <laughs> math or Aesop Rock for that matter. Yeah, uh, my number seven, I am just going to take a wild guess and assume it's on there, given how like much you gush over this album. And uh, I'm talking about Emotional Oranges, the oh, Juice yes. Volume One. That's at oh, my number yes. seven.
1: This this will be this will be this will be about. on here. We'll have to wait a little bit to talk about that okay. one though. So my number <laughs>
0: seven, Emotional Oranges, the Juice, the Volume One, and we will talk about it later when Cody brings it up because it's spoiler alert i guess it's on his list so. oh yes it is. So is let's go right to your number seven so my number
1: seven we also will have to wait to talk about because i know it will almost <laughs> like, definitely be
0: on your list oh, which so
1: one? my number seven is gary clark jr with, oh it's here uh, yeah uh, this land yep. so i i know that that's on yours and we were just talking <laughs> last episode about how like you were surprised that my gary clark song was so low and just i this album is really good but we'll wait on that one so for me, a good
0: pocket for you though i don't th- i don't find that to be super low i thought yeah. the song was low.
1: well the yeah, the the song was low but the album over. I mean, it beat out yeah. Aesop. So for for Gary to beat out one of my personal favorites and always like a heavy hitter for me that's that's really good. But so we'll wait on that and add more detail to that later. But sure. yeah, so for number 7 for me, Gary Clark Jr. This Land. This awesome. Land.
0: So what do you have for number 6? <laughs> uh owl paris number six.
1: Oh yeah it's gonna be another one on mine it's another so, one on yours so, so yep. it's
0: higher for you okay interesting yep. so i got i got mine up there too all right so owl paris number six so we'll yeah, talk moving about that later right
1: along so uh this one i know won't be on yours though so this one is definitely one of uh like my personal favorite you, you bands seem right very now.
0: sure of all these i don't know why
1: because these are these are my weird bands. These are the bands that I feel like all are right. like I mean aside like Owl is our weird band now. Like like we know Owl like and have like <laughs> talk to them and everything and it's like wicked cool. But so this is one of the ones that's definitely like one of my bands. Right, that, right. So Crafter. Lasting, oh, yeah, there was no way that's snuck on, on. <laughs> six. I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, if, yeah, you, there was no if you got this on your top 10, I was gonna say your music tastes have changed dramatically. I'm just from... trolling
0: everybody, I've been trolling everybody. All of a sudden, Crafter number one, when yeah, I like, like Mike's a... I was like, yeah, uh, I was doing it twice, I gave it a C, but yeah, yeah
1: you know, he's, he's been a hardcore head this whole time. He's just been like, gave it like a
0: 70, like a C, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's number so, one. So I knew, um, so okay. this Crafter number no- six, for Number
1: right. six for me, um, I mean, I talked about this album again on uh, one of our previous episodes, is a hardcore group coming out of Western Mass. I know that Dalton probably wouldn't... I don't want to say wouldn't approve of me calling them um, melodic hardcore, but I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, look negatively on melodic hardcore bands and think that they're not like as hardcore like part of the genre as others. At least that's the vibe that I kind of was getting off of it. But then, I mean, that's bogus because one of the biggest hardcore shows ever just happened to have heart. Um, and that was a melodic hardcore band. So uh, they, they are melodic hardcore in the sense that it's hardcore music and they ke- make sure that it's not just like senseless and they're just playing random notes, like all of the chords. And I, I was a big fan of this and I was like kind of gushing about this when I talked about them before. It's not like they're just sitting here playing like power chords, root fifth octave, like or even just root. Like they're, they're playing big open chords with really like nice notes added over the top. Uh, my my buddy Dalton, who's the drummer for the band, sent me a video of their guitarist playing because I wanted to learn how to play one of their songs. And the dude's like contorting his hand at multiple different moments just to get that like little extra note on the top of the chord and like make it sparkle a little bit more. So I don't know if you're a fan of hardcore, Give these guys a listen. Um, I would absolutely recommend getting the vinyl. I mean, I, I have it, and having the vinyl lets you get the lyric book, and that was another thing that really pushed me over the edge to get this as high on my top 10 as it is, was the lyrical content. I could sit here and talk forever about the lyrics, but then we'd have another like hour and 50-minute long episode of just me talking about Crafter. So I'll, I'll save that. If you want to like listen and look at the lyrics, you will not regret it. It's a huge draw at this album. Great energy, great chord progressions. Um, if I was going to listen to any specific songs, I would go with uh, the singles that they released ahead of time, Collecting Losses, and um, the self-titled track, Lasting Efforts. Which was on your list. And, and that, that was, was on really, my yeah. top 20 list, yeah, exactly. Which is really good. Um, and then there's another song called Rupture, which I think this is the one that I I went and saw them uh, live recently, and when I was talking to my buddy, I said, oh, I'm really hoping that you guys play Rupture. And he turned and looked at me and He was like, wait, Really? So it almost seemed like I was the first person to ever say, like, hey, that's one of my favorite songs on that album. But I, I love it. There's, like, a guitar riff in it that I think is just so catchy. But, yeah, Crafter, Lasting Efforts, that's, uh, that's coming in at my number six. Didn't make the top five, but is a strong showing. Love this album. I would definitely recommend checking it out if you like
0: hardcore. Dope. Top five. Top five. We're here. You might be stunned. At what your number five is? Yeah, that it's this low, potentially. Oh, is and this about
1: the, to be... I'm not going to say anything, but this is what I think it is right now.
0: Now that it's funny, because if it's on your list too, I'm shocked that you have it higher, unless we have it at the same spot. I don't know. We'll see. Either I don't chance.
1: think we have the same the same number five, but I have a feeling if I know... If, I, if this is the album I think it is, I think mine might be one higher.
0: That's but crazy. We'll see. All right, my number five is Kevin Abstract, Arizona Baby.
1: Wow, that actually was not the album I was thinking about, which is okay. even... Dude, I think that I think that our top fives, are or top threes, not even top threes. Our our like middle section is gonna be the same, but just all in a different order. Because I also have Kevin Abstract just higher,
0: which is that, that that that's what's crazy to me that you have Kevin Abstract higher on this list than I do.
1: That's really, and especially since like I only started listening to Kevin Abstract through like you because you were such a huge fan of Brockhampton. Oh, I and- love. Oh,
0: oh my god! This and I don't have nothing to, get away, to get away from this album. This album's incredible, mm-hmm. and we'll see because Brockhampton comes out with an album this month. And we'll see where that ends up falling. If it gets in my top 10, if it falls short, if it's, you know, iridescence all over again for me. If I, I like it as much as I like iridescence, iridescence being my number one album from 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, Arizona Baby was higher for a while. And, and then some things knocked it down. And some things down. knocked it down. And I just can't, I guess, well, I'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to your place i I can't believe it's higher on your list than it's not it's not much don't don't it's not it's not like it's still even but even even for me it's crazy it is it is very
1: very surprising
0: while i love it and there's probably out of the 11 or 12 tracks that are there i i think i'm like obsessed with like seven eight maybe possibly nine of them i i cannot get away from like the two or three that are just a bit underwhelming here Mm -hmm. And, and and having to admit that that is the case but Having said that It's still an incredible album Number 5 We'll talk about it a little bit more When we get to it on your your end Very soon Anyway so your number 5
1: So my number 5 Another album that uh, We were going to talk about And then ended up not having time To make an episode for it Um, And I talked about this group A little bit on the last episode I have Pivot Gang With uh, the album You Can't Sit With Us Solid album And this I, I feel like this was so Right up my alley Because I feel like Saba had a big hand In a lot of the songs I mean, of course it makes sense he had a hand in it because he's one of the leading members of Pivot Gang. So for anyone who doesn't know, Pivot Gang is just a collective of Chicago artists that were all friends growing up. Um, And I'm sure you can find a list of them on the last episode. I listed them all out, but I don't have it right in front of me anymore. I'm not just going to try and go off memory and be throwing in random names and throwing shade at people forgetting. But Pivot Gang is a group and Saba is at least one of the people in it. And you can hear all of his stylings, I guess, throughout the whole album. Uh, the song Bible, I mean, he's on the hook of that. And I think that's the best hook on the project. That was a song that made it on my top 20, um, uh, from last episode, uh, fairly high. And I don't know, through, through the whole thing, I feel like this is another one of those examples of when you get a rap group together and they all kind of push each other, they push each other to make better verses and to actually have like better songs. And the end product for this is a lot of really, really catchy tracks, so i mean it's like there was that one that i already just mentioned of bible there's another song colbert there's dbz references in it i love colbert that's one of my favorites on this album a a great one definitely one of my favorites the hook on that one is awesome it's like wicked relaxing and spacey the keys are like phasing in and out um the beat almost sounds like it's like the behind a wall effect like you're like in the bathroom and can still hear like the music playing one room over um hero is a great track uh i already said bible and carnival would be another one i would check out there it's uh, another it's another group cut there's no hook it's just wicked fun like it's a bunch of guys rapping with each other um every verse kills it uh the song bad boys and song no vest both both of them aren't great uh mick jenkins feature was kind of underwhelming and i don't know for him for me he's very hit or miss i feel like sometimes like he has some very chill that. songs. Like uh I used to jazz. love his stuff,
0: dude. Yeah. His, well, the, what is the, it? Like the waters, waters, right? Yeah. The waters oh, was so phenomenal, man. and then the healing component had really great moments, but was not great front to back. And then same thing with his last one, pieces of a man. Yeah, felt like there was some tracks. There was like that Gwendolyn's apprehension mm-hmm. that I loved. That was I think that made like an honorable honorable mention for my top mm-hmm. songs of twenty eighteen. Yeah, I feel that way about Mick. He can be frustrating. So So that was
1: was why I didn't really like that song. But definitely a lot of songs on there that are really, really good. That's why I was able to crack my top five. So definitely a good group album, Pivot Gang. Get into them. If you like it, then obviously dive into any of their solo projects. I can talk at length about Saba and recommend that to anybody. It was my number ones.
0: And honestly, looking back, dude, I would have put Smino's Noir uh, Noir Mm -hmm. on my top ten. Songs, I mean, excuse me, albums, or at least it would have been an honorable mention that yeah. as I've gone back and listened to that album. And after, after seeing them live, I've seen them live. My God, man, like that album's way better than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. So those two guys to me are just, are just really fantastic. And they really played a pretty nice role in the dreamville um, album too, which unfortunately is not eligible for this list. Cause it came out after, uh, you know, the end of June, but yeah, um anyway it's a tragic tragic hit that was like so close it'll i mean it would be stunning if 20 albums from now until the end of the year came out that, that were would better bump that out that, out that, of that out there's of no way and i no even way. an honorable mention so it's it's got to be there at some point from for me i don't know about you but absolutely my number four might also be a little shocking that it's not uh higher uh um, i think i have a feeling this is gonna
1: be one that we have in common as well because i'm looking at my other albums and this is one that we haven't talked about yet okay
0: interesting and yeah so yeah, okay. wait, what is what is we'll it? What is, so
1: before I like ruin the surprise. My number
0: four is Tyler the Creator, Igor.
1: Oh, okay. So never mind. That's this is gonna work out well. That means I think that our number threes are the same. But sorry, continue. Okay.
0: I'd actually don't think that's the truth. But anyway, because I know my number three and you've already said it, so.
1: Oh no, you actually said my number three way earlier. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's right. All right, so the rest of them we got we got some co We got some, some collabs. But anyway.
0: I got Tyler the Creator, Igor. Is it on your
1: list? Ah, uh, no, that one just barely didn't make it on. Didn't for make me. it. I got I had that one track from it, but the whole album didn't
0: end up making it. I just, for me, I know I talked about this with his, uh, the ending, the outro. I don't want to go right to the end outro of this album. Are We Still Friends? That made my top 20. I think it was my number like 17 track. And the track, I
1: think, was the one that I had on mine. I I think mine was like
0: 14. Yours was 14, exactly. Uh, Yeah, man, I I love this album. Tyler's ability to reinvent reinvent himself... Every album is incredible to me. And mm-hmm. This was another one of those moments where the sound was—it was similar to Flower Boy. Like I don't want to again. I, don't, I hate. I want to compare albums, and we do that sometimes. Like we say, it' was, it's it's very, very hard Anderson not Pack, to, though. You know, because in terms of likability, but yeah. the sound to me was a was was much more closer to Flower Boy than any of his other stuff. So I think he's in this like very neo soul jazz funk like type of He's looking a lot more for right melodies
1: than than anything else.
0: But I'm happy about that because mm-hmm. while he always had some melodies even with like his more abrasive stuff, this is just mu- the musicality of this is amazing to me. And also his attention to detail is just incredible. Another thing I want to bring up which I thought was funny the when Tyler Creator and DJ Khaled their albums came out on the same day. And DJ Khaled was pissed because I guess Tyler, the Creator, was number one on the Billboard, and so he was gonna like sue Billboard or something like that. And so, so, and all the only thing Tyler did for like his, uh, like his response was he tweeted out a <laughs> he tweeted out his album cover with DJ Khaled's face on it because you know how on on Igor it says like at the bottom like all tracks written, recorded, produced, and whatever um, by by Tyler Aquino whatever, yeah. <laughs> He puts DJ Khaled's face on it. He goes, no tracks produced, written, or Or (laughs) recorded by DJ Khaled. I was dying laughing. I thought it was so funny. That whole video, DJ Khaled, like, Losing his shit over over that doing,
1: that was so he was like this is good music you, so go, to, you go to your, your barber better. shop and they're listening to it you so go what to, though like you you hear it playing out of people's car and they're listening like dude what That's get not, out of here you didn't yeah. nothing oh, to, oh, you're Igor getting radio play. is
0: amazing dude Tyler is Tyler is amazing his ability to just like I said pay attention to detail is is flawless to me I just I love that he came back with some trap and even some grime like he had that grime influence on New Magic Wand. Mm-hmm. Which was a complete banger. Love that track, and then he has like other tracks too that had like some nice neo soul and, and funk, like I think Earth, Earthquake especially, and then just like classic hip hop stuff. Reminded me a lot of like he sounded like a nice mix between like Kanye West, Pharrell, and NERD, and then even like some Earth Wind and Fire. So I thought that was like super cool for me, man. Uh, so well, like- I wonder
1: how much of that Kanye sound did come from, because uh, Kanye did feature on one of the tracks. He was on, on "Puppet" it too, and which so I, I liked. wonder like how much when they were recording that, if any of that was what ended up influencing mm-hmm. like other songs. Obviously, we don't know the order all of these were recorded in, so it's very possible that right. like, they were in the studio together, and then Tyler got a bunch of ideas and started kind of like inter incorporating those into the rest of the album.
0: Yeah, exactly. We don't know really how you're right. How we don't know how it was recorded, but the way that they sequenced it is so perfect to me like it tells a story Mm -hmm. essentially like it's all like
1: perfectly chronological
0: it's exactly like the entire album basically depicts like the the narrator or this the case probably tyler uh going igor or whoever this person is right uh going through like a tough relationship and a breakup and then like the progression that one might go through emotionally Like, through it. And he does such a nice job of, like, depicting the emotions in the song, specifically. And even going back to, like, the beginnings
1: of, like, when you first start falling for them, and then building that trust, and then having it fall apart. Right. It it just all has... I don't know, it, it tells the full story. It's not like a little glimpse into like a momentary heartbreak. You literally get to see the reason it's so heartbreaking because exactly. he has a song setting up that the like they're so close to each other. He has like these feelings for. I mean, literally right. in I think, I think I'm falling in love, I think it's for real.
0: And then Earthquake, it's like you make my earthquake like, oh my god, I can't believe that you're in my life or that I just saw you, and then it progresses, right? Like, oh my god, I think I'm in love. And it's just like it goes to this thing, and then once they break up. And like a song like New Magic Wand comes in. Mm-hmm. I love how, and I think one of the things that you had mentioned, we talked about this when it first came out, that you were a little bit down on it because of the way that he used some of like the vocal cadences and the pitch changes and the filters and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that it felt that, like that basically
1: every song had, had something
0: that. on it. But I do feel as though that they played onto the emotional pieces super well. Like mm-hmm. New Magic Wand to me sounds like a kid, especially at the very end, like a kid having a fit. Because they're so angry and frustrated that they, like, can't get what they want. Because essentially in this song, it's, like... Oh, yeah, that uh, last verse a... is, like, psychotic.
1: Like, I, right. like absolutely
0: crazy. It's, right. It's nuts. Yeah, because, like, this, he basically depicts, like, Igor, this character, whoever it is, basically the person that has... They've they've broken up now. And the person, I you know, it's like, I saw a photo, you look joyous. Like, with, like, their new relationship, essentially. Like, yeah. going on social media, seeing the ex, ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever the case may be. Uh, with somebody else and that frustration that it's settling for that for him and like how that the ex is now like using new magic or whatever to to get a new in you know, a new flame or, or, or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the case so just like paying attention to detail with stuff like that well, and actually just so great to me like there was some nice justification uh, excuse yeah um for his feelings on like a song like earthquake like he has this is a line where he's like confirmation not confrontation but you don't want my conversation like don't leave me it's my fault we can fix this like basically saying like hey you know don't leave like we have something great here and i'm like
1: willing to put in the work to try and make it work yeah
0: i'm in love with you but then it doesn't and it kind of just like completely falls apart Oh, and then, like, two, even, like, I thought it was cool, like, another another time that happened, like, the frustration, like, I don't, I don't love you anymore, when it's like, I don't love you anymore, like, oh, it just it yeah, feels, yeah, yeah. that type of, like, vocal pattern and progression to me sounds almost, uh, and, like I said, like, somebody, like, having kind of a fit, being, like, if you don't like me anymore, then I, or you don't want to be with me well, I don't love you anymore, either, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean, yep. like, so it just so kind of, like, a little kid coming back, seriously, seriously. I want to, seriously, <laughs> And then at the end though is when I feel like the song, like he, the person Igor, whoever, finally matures. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So just man, like, ah, album itself. And I know you had mentioned this about like how that one of his songs weren't higher for me, because this song again is similar with "Quelle Chris's Guns." It plays so well as an album. It's hard to, one, to like strip the out al- any song one from to the, the end. album. You got it exactly. So for me, man, Tyler Creator's Igor is. I don't know if it's more enjoyable for me than Flower Boy like if we had done if we had been a podcast in 2017 and realistically done you know a list That's for lucky, 2015 yeah. I think Flower Boy would definitely be in my top 5 and oh, yeah, 3 that, or something that album like was that fantastic Fantastic. Igor's on that level for me man I, I love it I think it's a really great album so Igor Tyler creator number 4 not not enough great things to say about it I wish we had completely done a full review on it but uh yeah Absolutely phenomenal it's man It's it's an awesome album yeah
1: so number four for me is one that you had just mentioned basically like a second ago. Uh, so now we got it. Kevin Abstract, Arizona, Arizona baby. So which that's I had my number five. four. Yep. Um, and again, we've had an episode about this one before too. Kevin Abstract a being a yeah. uh, Brockhampton member. And having this be his... This is his first solo debut
0: album, right? First solo, and they have their new upcoming album, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this Yeah, month. which they just had Ginger. that single
1: uh, drop off, like, not bad, even that long, like, a couple days ago. A couple a days ago. ago.
0: I've Been Born Again, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but, so, with this album, I feel like you just get hit with so many... Again, I feel like I'm almost a broken record with this, but this is kind of a big theme this year I've kind of picked up on, of just a lot of different types of sounds. And that's what I've really been digging about a lot of artists that year. this year, is that they're pushing out of where you would normally place their comfort them, zones and their boundaries ex- and making yeah. great music that is just like completely new to them. It's fresh. And that's one of the reasons why I liked this album so much and why it got placed so high is because this was really, I guess my first full introduction to like anything to do with Hampton aside from obviously like albums that have come up previously in tracks that we've listened to and talked about, but this is the first full project that's dropped with my attention immediately being on it. And then just getting to listen to it over and over and over and over again. And I don't know. I can't really find much bad to say about this. Um, about This this is actually that album that I kept saying that like almost every single song has a guitar in it. And that was like one of the that things that made me yeah. love it so much.
0: There's like only a few tracks I didn't care for. Like American Problem, mm-hmm. I think, was one that I really didn't like that much. And then there was one more, too, that I found a little bit underwhelming. I can't remember now which one it was off the top of my head. Mississippi. Mississippi, I really like. yeah, that was the other one uh there was actually another one too i thought that was like meh boyer i thought it was placed kind of strange so there was definitely a a couple of just like hiccups for me here but i agree man like there's some amazing songs here and uh some of the moments here were like some of the best moments on an album like all year and it'll be very curious to see if this album ends up being better than the full length brockhampton yeah that comes out later we'll it'll we'll see what happens very curious they're supposedly coming out with three albums this year so we'll wow. see that was that was the the supposedly so they this was apparently them. the first one even though it wasn't all of them but they were going to mm-hmm. drop three from like their collective it'll be interesting to see what the next one is well i mean after there were Ginger a bunch and, of
1: features and stuff from uh from other they riders, were good features oh yeah yeah About a ton
0: no just i think it was just joba and Bearface were the only two and yeah. then the only other guy that was on there was dominic Fike, yeah. and then um jack antonoff did some vocals yep. as well yep. i think besides that bar. there wasn't really anybody else it was mostly just him uh, Peach, obviously, like we already mentioned, th- talk about song. It's my number one song of the year. It's in your top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best songs of the year. Baby Boy was another one. I loved Crumble. You so use uh, Baby Boy was amazing. That and almost yeah.
1: Use, me, is use like my, me. one of
0: My second favorite off the album. It's yeah. just that vocal sample that comes in like right off. Uh, oh, so good. The way he raps and flows off that song is incredible. Georgia, another really huge highlight. And the thing that I love about this too, that we talked about obviously when we talked about this album,
1: was that. Yeah, you have all of these great sounding songs, but then there's also the lyrics to back it up. It's not just sounding good for the sake of sounding, sounding good. it's actually something there. So if you pull up the lyrics, you're not just going to be reading like garbled nonsense. It is going to be a story, a message, yeah. a, a feeling, an emotion. Something is going to be there that you'll clearly be able to tell was like the motivation of that song. Yeah, it's, and it's that's legit. something that I again is like someone who likes to play and write music. That's I love that because especially if I wanted to perform a song knowing exactly where that artist is coming from when they wrote it is something that helps me like get a performance going and that like this whole album if I wanted to cover any of these songs I could tell
0: right away the headspace that I would need to be in to like really get into that song yeah it's it's this whole album is, is fantastic so definitely worthy of being top 5 at this point in the year mm-hmm. so so number 4 for me what, uh, what did you have it at again? it was 5 right? I had it at 5 yep you Sweet. got it so top we'll three. Top three? Let's do it. All right. My number three, Gary Clark Jr., This Land. There it is. And is. We're going to talk about it now. Wow. Uh, yeah, no question, this is Gary Clark Jr.'s most versatile and best album, in my opinion. Uh, most fleshed out, most sonically pleasing. Just, oh my God, there's so many great instrumental influences like all over this thing. He's got... Some nice uh, sounds of country and blues, jazz, even a touch of reggae, even like and he some, goes into like, like surf rock and, and surf then punk. punk. He's mm-hmm. even got some like even some hip hop synths that are kind of thrown in there. This is a phenomenal track. It's I mean, excuse me, it's a phenomenal album. It's, it's brilliant in my opinion. I think even I love the how politically driven it is and passionate. Mm-hmm. Well, super... even right off the bat, the oh. very
1: very first song like kind of comes in this right delay, away with a message. Does. Yeah.
0: Oh man, the title track, "This Land." Yeah. Ah, oh, so many great tracks on this i mean i know of my favorite ended up unfortunately being um low down rolling stone after the the, after live, the live version yeah, we're we saw, about that yeah yep. we saw the live version we have a show and tell out so go check that out we also did his full we talked about this album again like earlier in the year at full length in february and uh i think it won both of our artists of the month for that mm-hmm. for that oh he absolutely did um some um this, this is just so many good songs on this on this record uh, this land. Don't wait till tomorrow. Got to get into something. Got to get into something. Got my eyes on you. Feed the babies. Guitar man. Pro Cadillac. I, like a feeling like a million. It's basically like
1: every so you just like There's, you just read down the track list and everyone's every oh, song's
0: good. That one's good. That, the, one's, good. The, that one, one's good. The only song I didn't care for, and it wasn't even a bad song, was the governor.
1: Yeah, that's the. Isn't that the last one?
0: It's kind of the country fiber one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little. It's down towards the back. It's, end it's of like the,
1: track the more list. like it, it almost sounds less like. Gary Clark than the rest of them do isn't yeah. it if I'm remembering that one it correctly. does exactly but I That's mean the one the, one of the things that both of us kind of praised him for too in the first review was just how diverse all of these songs sound like we were just talking about a second ago all yeah. the different styles and influences And even outside of just, like, how these songs sound, even just the way that he plays and the way that he sings is also ridiculously diverse. Like, he'll go back and forth between these, like, super deep vocals, and then he'll have really high-pitched falsettos that, like, pair right with it, like, in Pearl Cadillac, and at certain points in I've Got My Eyes On You. And he just, like, switches back and forth between them. The whole album could even sound like it was multiple different artists that, like, Collaboring to make we, we an talked album. about that, I believe, too, and it's it's
0: so great, yeah. and that's versatility. I, I love it. It makes yeah.
1: it it makes it so it's there's never a dull moment while yeah. you're listening to it because you never feel like oh I've already heard this song like earlier in the album.
0: And even though it's a little bit long, it flows so nicely because there's so much variety. Exactly. So I really I feel the same way. So it's very very great album. I will be stunned if this is not in the top ten by the end of the year. So at least so or at least staying in that like hovering around that top five. I but think, we'll see. I think this album has kind of finally
1: hit its like final like resting place for me i feel okay. like, i feel like like now after well, you had a what episode, seven you said um yeah so you i feel seven. like and i feel like now it's kind of like hit that i don't know like top 10 but not top five like i feel like at the end it's of the an, year it's probably gonna it, still
0: ride right in that little area got it yeah makes sense what's your number three
1: so my number three is one that um has already been mentioned before anderson pack ventura so okay the, so, it yeah. was yeah. Yeah. This was actually kind of strange. This was another one of those albums that I put on, put on the list and then would look at the album above it and be like no. And then bump it up. And then I'd look at the album above it again and be like, mm, no, and let's keep going and going and going <laughs> until literally even earlier this morning. I had Anderson pack and Kevin abstract switched with three and four. No way. And so Kevin used to be three, three. And now I, I bumped those out again. No way. And honestly, oh. if I had sat and looked at this even longer, I would probably bump it up to two. I am way too indecisive because of how much I love Anderson pack. So it, it steadily climbed its way all the way to the three. We'll see if it keeps that pattern going for the end of the year and ends up Staying, staying in that top there. three top two yeah um spot but i mean what can we really say about anderson pack at this point that we have not what said? can we do well, ooh, okay <laughs> nice <laughs> uh dude we've 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 sung anderson packs praises time and time again in like yeah what else in like half say? of our episodes what honestly at this point like yeah. if you haven't heard it by now charismatic great singer best great thief songwriter, in the game. best teeth in the game sorry anthony <laughs> fantano i know you guys beef about that right now um not really though uh yeah. but so it's just when you listen to his songs you can't help but just like smile and nod along you can picture his face smiling in your head he's a great drummer um and all the time at his live shows will like play drums and sing at the same time which is mind-blowing to yeah me. oh my god yeah he was
0: great at, at boston calling it and know it wasn't like, like i said it wasn't the in my review of that it wasn't as like didn't fit the um the the sort of festival vibe, but I still thought like like I would love to go see him play at like a jazz club. I feel like that would be him and the Free Nationals yes. would be unbelievable. Oh Get to like and like a really like sit cool there and intimate sip seven. like an
1: old fashioned or something like that with listening to them on oh like a little small oh,
0: stage. Forget it, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, I just love the jazz, the funk. The soul that he brings into this album well, and I like really brings it back, back to, to that his root. roots. Like, there you go. Yeah. I love that he's going back to that. Because Oxnard was like rappy rap and a little bit more like West Coast G-Funk. Yeah, because the Dre influences all the on Dre, there helping exactly. like produce it. Uh, some of the best tracks we talked about, I think, I mean, you loved What Can We Do. I had Make It Make Better, it better yep. on then, the uh, songs. And we had Come Home with Under 3000. Mm-hmm yada yada winner's
1: circle i was a huge fan of i liked um, jet black with brandy yep love jet black oh
0: jet black kid jet Jet black it's so good (laughs) i love that reaching too much with the beat switch on that one Mm -hmm. uh yeah man i i think i like this better than oxnard this hopefully will stay in the top 10 if not it'll definitely be an honorable mention i can't see it leaving leaving that uh it just it just had so many nice moments and and it was like we said, it's a kind of a, a return to Anderson Packs true form. Yeah. Uh, what we saw more with on Venice and Malibu. Yeah. So and
1: I, I honestly this this is gonna be one of the ones again that I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna hold its spot
0: pretty yeah. pretty strongly through the end of the you year. You sound yeah, you sound pretty you've you're very high on it. I mean we think we're both very high on it, but um yeah. Cool. But all right, so right up to number two. We're the number two spots. I'm curious to see if this one's on yours. Yeah, because you haven't mentioned it yet, and I'm stunned. So I, I don't know if it'll be this high if it's if it's on there, but we'll hmm. see. I'm talking about bandana. Yeah,
1: that one. That one, got, that, that one got that one got edged out. I didn't end up making it on my top ten. It was that was a that was a very
0: tough call, but it got edged out. I know it's your opinion, but damn you, you you done messed up, brother. I know. Like this album I is fan uh, better than Piana. if it was gonna
1: beat anything. I think I would have edged out James Blake if I if I had to like try and. Oh, uh, you sick bastard! Trying. Um.
0: Guess. Clearly, now you now we've spoiled because. I haven't talked about James Blake's assumed form yet, so we assume where oh, Blake probably is on my list. That's
1: (laughs) that's so strange because that was was like, what, the first album that
0: I had mentioned of the
1: episode today. But anyway, sorry.
0: Freddie Gibbs' Bandana. Yeah, not to jump the gun. Freddie Gibbs' Bandana with Mad Lib, excuse me, at uh, number two. Second collab from Indiana rapper uh, Freddie Gibbs and West Coast producer Mad Lib. These two guys have now put out two albums that are incredible, yet they couldn't be any more different they're like oil and water, but mm-hmm. somehow the oil does mix with the water. And for whatever reason, maybe that's, maybe that's a bad metaphor or analogy or whatever for that. But they are like, it's, it's funny. They taste like peanut butter and jelly, but sonically you think oil and water. I think that's maybe my best analogy I'll go with. Like they, it for whatever reason, better. yeah. Freddie Gibbs, he's got this like dark and confident cadence and flow throughout this whole thing. Um, Mad Libs sample based in, in percussive production. They're just like a match made in heaven, man. Like, there's so many good songs on here. I love like a majority of this whole thing. This this is another album to me. I put it in the category of, like a Guns um, by Quelle Chris or like an Igor, where like you have to listen to the full album to really get the the feeling of it. And not that and I know, Giannis was like top ten songs for me this so far this year, and it's up there no, and it was things just like the that. Standout, though. That was the standout, right? Uh, to me, though, this album works so much better. As a whole than it does its counterparts and for me man like i, I just love the sentiment of it like freddie gibbs just kind of has those again those like those street lyrics that he's always kind of had but um they seem so much more kind of like honest and like to the point and just kind of like well, this that, is the way it is maybe
1: as he's getting older too he feels like maybe he doesn't have to like blow anything out of proportion or make it try try to he's never it really sound, been like that you though know? and
0: yeah there's nothing lyrically with freddie that will always like he's not gonna like, hit you with like all these double entendres and all these crazy metaphors and all mm-hmm. that stuff but he's gonna just, tell like it is he's telling like it is he's technically like a sound rapper man he's so good i he well, he, he for me he's so ear grabbing i don't know what it is about his voice to me that makes it so ear grabbing and it's very juxtaposed, unique sounding it's a very very unique. very unique sound you can tell freddie gibbs like it's right dark and stern him. but yet man for me It's really crazy because I heard that he wrote a lot of this in jail. Yes. Freddie Gibbs?
1: Yeah, he wrote the majority of it. Majority of it? So.
0: Oh, man, I just I love so many moments on this. album. Yeah, hopefully like, we'll
1: be getting ASAP Rocky's uh, version of, of, of Bandana, Bandana potentially like, coming soon, I,
0: I assume. Um, and actually,
1: just a quick thing while we're talking about Freddie Gibbs, anyone who hasn't seen or heard this YouTube series that we just watched last night um, called yeah. uh, The Cave. Kenny Beats just gets different artists, comes into his cave studio or like a little basement studio. And they make a song right there in... I think he gives himself like 10 minutes to make the beat or something like that. And then they just go in. They record a verse. It's pretty simple. And Freddie Gibbs does one that is absolutely nuts. Like He does. He He's goes so off. He's so talented. Like Denzel's is really, really good. Freddie Gibbs, is, I think, is still my favorite. Like Freddie Gibbs is just a, on a whole different level on that one. There's like a flow change-up he does at one point. but
0: He's amazing. I'm getting a little
1: off track, but definitely check that out if you like this album and like Freddie
0: Gibbs. He's amazing. Uh, oh, man. Like... Madlib Lib just has such clean production here. And mm-hmm. he, Freddie just finds the pocket on every single track and just flows over them, like, just effortlessly. It's it's absolutely insane. Just throughout the, throughout the album, he just talks a lot about, like, his flaws, his vices, uh, the struggle of, like, kind of growing up in the hood, like, his gangster and street lifestyles. And then just how, like, in general, how these types of things can affect, like, a young man trying to navigate his way through life and, like, make something positive of himself and just how difficult of that is. Like, it's essentially, like, even the album cover, like... It's this donkey, It's like a uh, not a donkey. It's a zebra, I think it is, and I think it's pooh bear or whatever, like sitting on yeah. top of them, and they're just overlooking like Hollywood. Like the Hollywood sign. And, and it's like dreaming of almost. I almost see it as a metaphor of like dreaming of a better life, but still being on the outside looking in looking in terms of looking at like the the glam and I like, like that having that. a lot. And that's but this album feels that way. It feels um, to me like underdog ish. It really feels. Like it's got a chip on its shoulder. See, I actually almost
1: I I forgot that this snuck into June, dude.
0: I'm actually really disappointed now,
1: because that's I feel like what kind of almost kept it off of my list because I wasn't listening to it as much because
0: I was listening to all these albums from like January, February, March, like all stuff that I forgot about. Well, we should review this because it came out pretty recently. June twenty eighth, June, a June July albums. When we'll do that pretty soon, I'm sure we can do. We could even just do like
1: summer music. Like, oh, Here's all the stuff that came out in the summer. Absolutely. Then it will be super. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. That would be cool. But yeah, I mean, I um, even just so many at the track great, list here, uh, like
1: freestyle shit, crime pays, the song with Killer Mike, Giannis, like oh my god, all
0: of these. Well, I loved the commanding horns on freestyle shit. I think that track is such a great opener. Like, and I love he's got like some nice West Coast, like low rider, almost like the game influenced type tracks, mm-hmm. like on uh, half main, half cocaine. Love that beat switch up, by the way. Um, he has this line on there, I love it's like if you wrote raps, you'd be a slave to my page. Like he just mm. got these quick, quirky, like they're not super deep, but like they jump out you cut type of lines like
1: grown ass man bars. Oh, yeah. i think is
0: what he called him at one
1: point i think i think that i think i've yeah. seen like an interview with him before where someone's like oh those are like grown man bars
0: <laughs> yeah exactly he's got into it he's got some nice like grooves and melodies on tracks like crime pays mm-hmm. a groovy funk track like fake names on that he talks about like how death and murder affects people from like the projects and then just, like their identities overall like seeing all these things even if, you, if you're not somebody that like it's been affected by immediately or like if you're not somebody that's into that lifestyle just being around it and the culture of that like how it and the environment of how can it affect you so i love that track a ton that's probably my favorite track here uh, i love goddamn i love cataracts Giannis, of course Giannis are fake names would be like probably my favorite tracks from here flat tummy t is another great track and then yeah just nice sample based cuts too like massage seats the gorgeous stripped-back practice. Like, oh, this, this whole thing's insane, man. So Freddie Gibbs, Mad Lib, Bandana, number two album of the year. This, no way, shape, or form, this, this slips out of the top five for me. I would be stunned. One of the best albums of the year. This is going to end and up being
1: one of the ones, I think, for me, that from now to the end of the year, it's going to, I think, skyrocket up. Because I like the album a lot. Gets I'm honestly, better with every listen. It's almost kind of confusing to me now, thinking about like how did this get beat out by some of these other ones. But definitely a damn good album. So my number two is one that uh, had been, been mentioned earlier as well, and this is our band, uh, the guys, Owl, and their album, Paris. I mean, again, we've talked about Owl a bunch of times, uh, really good uh, rock group, bringing in a lot of alternative, indie style, uh, great vocalist, really, really nice melodies in all of their songs, the way that they formulate all of, like, I think, the thing that we always rave the most about is the motion of their songs and how there's a big rise and fall in all of them. And even if it is true that that rise and fall is present in every song, so it's kind of a, a similar pattern when the pattern is so beautiful, like we always said, I don't really mind it. I'm not going to care if I hear this, this same type of song when it's done so, so, it so, well, so well man. over and over again, there's not a single song on this, Album that I would skip um, when I listen to it. I usually
0: listen to it top to bottom. Any maybe time Roma White? Listen to it. Maybe? No, 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 it wasn't Roma White. It was the one, what, what was, oh, Sonnet for Silence. That was maybe the mm. only one. Yep. Yeah, this album, I agree, man. Oh, fantastic. Like, Being Human is Weird and Weather Report, those are the songs we talked about on. Um, our top twenty songs, and I, I loved both of those.
1: Yep. And um, then, like I mentioned, you no know, parachutes, and that was a tough call for me to get that off. Yeah. Get out. Stay out's great.
0: Funerals oh, great. Roma White's great. Roma White's fantastic. Oh, all yeah,
1: all yeah. of these songs, I'm just like reading through the tracks again. Like, oh, this song's awesome. This song's awesome. This song's awesome.
0: It's one of the best alternative albums I've heard in a long time, and it's I mean it's worthy of your two spot. Very worthy. Like, I, for me, I it was tough to keep it out of the top five. I like <laughs> wish I I, I could have maybe maybe as we go later on in the year I'll feel differently about it but um or it'll get a little higher but yeah for me I don't see this leaving the top 10 I loved this album I think the show that maybe the even like the shock value of loving it as much as I did mm-hmm. it was enough to to even catapult it there and then just how much I go back to it is is pretty interesting I I feel that way about the Gary Clark Jr uh, album too like these are two albums that maybe years ago I wouldn't have gone back to listen to as much and but I'm now finding really growing on yeah how much it's grown yeah that's so. awesome man yeah, that's awesome yeah. I, I love i love this album to death man i i'm with you 100 i can't wait for the concert i was gonna say
1: i can't wait to see all these songs live especially if it has the john bellion effect of like we already liked it so much and then we see it live and
0: it just takes it like to yeah. that next level up and just the fact of how cool they are man like the fact yeah. that they've been so cool to us and like really you know made like basically friends with us essentially like and you know i'm just really Excited for them, and I hope that their ascendance is gonna just catapult from here, and that they really create because they they just to me have such a pure approach and sort of like I don't know, and they have a sound
1: too, and that's that's a big thing. That's I think a big thing is that like there's a lot of groups, especially in this type of genre, you can almost pick out like oh this is their influence, this is their influence, oh they're taking ideas from these different guys. But when I listen to Owl, yeah, I can hear other band sounds and stuff in there because, of course, there's going to be similarities. It's music and everything's going to be similar to something else unless you're making, like, industrial noise music or whatever. But... With these guys, you can tell that they have a unique thing that is their sound. It's like when you hear it, you can tell, oh, that's an owl song. In the same way that when you hear a Radiohead song or a Pink Floyd song, you can tell, oh, yep, that's them. That's them. Like, there's something immediately that grabs your ear that kind of cues you in. And that's, what I think, the thing that's going to set these guys apart moving forward because... I mean, I don't want this to sound like it's negative against them because it's not. This is more me being positive towards other people. There are a lot of really good musicians, really good singers. They can craft great songs but they just never have that thing that catches your ear. Like you can, you might not be able to find anything bad to say about the song, but there's nothing that's going to make you want to come back. And that's what I think sets owl apart. And that's the reason yeah. why they yeah. jumped all the way up to two on my list, because they have that distinct sound.
0: I, I, I and it's so similar to me with like a James Blake album. I said this in the, when, in the review, like that, it takes you somewhere mentally, exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, I feel that way, like tried and true with this album, that it. It, when I put it on, it's an experience, and I agree with you. I think that the the show will be an experience, and I and I hope that that's the case. And I'm just really thrilled that this album came out and that's as good as it is. And yeah. it's interesting now to see where they're gonna go next. I heard that they're coming out with some new music, or they're coming out with a new song pretty soon. Yep. I noticed. So so
1: definitely keeping our eyes peeled for that. It'll
0: be interesting to see where what direction they go in from here, and just to see in terms of like if. Their type of songs, if they're if they're progressing the same, or if they change that up and they get a little more creative and things like that. So I think that's the next step for them in terms of. I think they have their sound is more of now of like refining it and sort of now
1: maybe like adapting it, adapting to like it to other, yeah. other models, I guess like
0: like sure. song structures. Sure. Yeah, exactly. The structure, you know, potentially being different. But I mean, like I said, I. There's there's not enough great things to say about this band, about this album. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out Jay and 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 the crew. You guys are you guys are phenomenal and doing great stuff, and, and we're huge fans. So mm-hmm. continue doing your thing. Absolutely. You have you've had a great 2019 so far, and I think it's only gonna get better. If you yeah, now they we'll, pro- we'll probably music. be
1: talking about you again before the end of the year.
0: <sighs> well, definitely we'll be talking about them at the show. At we'll the do, end, we'll yeah. do a show and tell, and I'm sure if they come out with another song, then you know they'll we'll go on some that. kind of quarterly. Uh, song review, which mm-hmm. which will come up pretty soon. Believe it or not, yeah, yeah. we're almost. Isn't it crazy? Almost three quarters of the way through 2019.
1: Uh, uh, this feels weird. It After mean, September, it doesn't even feel like it's 2018.
0: Let like alone a month 2019. and some change, a month and a half really. Be until kidding. well, by the time this comes out, it might be more than a month and a half. Yeah. Excuse me, less. But Let's crazy. It's not that long. Not that long for the for the quarter, third quarter of the year to be over. It's wild. Times flying. Times flying. Summer's flying.
1: Times flying. These lists are flying because now we're already at
0: number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. So, I guess by process of elimination, we know each other. So yeah, we know each other. we do again. the exact same thing we did last time? <laughs> we might as well. We so, might as well. So last
1: time you introduced mine first. So, yeah. So, uh, Mike's number one album of this year is going to end up being uh,
0: Assumed Form by James Blake. And, and Cody's number one album of the year is going to be Ariana Grande. <laughs> 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 Thank you, it's, next. It's Lil Pump. Spoiler. When-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy!
0: Um, Yeah. So Cody has one A and one B. His one A is a little pump. What was the name of that album again? We we Harvard Harvard dropout Harvard dropout. And your number one B album of the year, which actually gave positive reviews. Yeah. Ariana Grande, thank you. Next. So Ariana Grande. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cody's number one album.
1: It's like I wonder how long we're gonna keep this bit going. <laughs> I do like the. I before before we end, stop clowning her though. I do
0: actually really like that. Album. But I do, I do being I serious. Do I do too. All right, seriously, <laughs> Cody. And I'm. And this is no surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked that. I, I come. So cool, at, I came up with that off the fly. You know, I was like, oh, I should do something. I fuck, like, I should do something fucking hilarious. Fuck? Like really, just throw him for a curveball. Uh, of course, I knew this going in. I I had a really funny feeling it was going to be number one based was no on windy. how much you... there was. Yeah, emotional oranges. The, mm-hmm. uh, the juice volume one. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. There, there was no way this wasn't going to take my number one spot. I mean, there's maybe only like one song on this thing that, that wouldn't make like every playlist that I've made ever since it's come out. And I feel like my favorite songs on the album change. I mean, aside from Built That Way, which is a solid solidified number one, but like great, uh, great number two is a. Like, honestly a rotating cast of songs it's This this group or I mean, not this group, this duo is they said that their goal was to be the biggest band in the world. And I think that they're genuinely going to do it. They have already such a dedicated, passionate fan base. Their merch is like it's selling like wildfire. I see people all the time uh, on their Insta story now like, oh, I just got my order, just got my order. So like they're clearing shelves of this merch people. I just got I just bought their vinyl not even that long ago. And I got that this album on vinyl. I just, this, these guys are, they have so many great funk elements, but then they bring in, uh, obviously pop vocals cause they're like going back and forth off of each other so much. And then even in like built that way, it's going back to like hip hop roots and even more to like the boom bap and like nineties style hip hop. If there's just so many great sounding songs on here that there was almost no contest for me to make this my number one album. I mean, between Personal, Built That Way, Corners on My Mind, Unless You're Drowning.
0: Like, oh, Unless You're Drowning. Everything yeah. on this
1: album was just so yeah.
0: good. I agree. I, I liked uh, Built That Way the best, but I agree There's this. Some really amazing songs. Motion, Hold You Back, Unless You're Drowning. They're just so creative, and not only creative and authentic, but they're also just so unique and different. And I really feel like that... Emotional oranges are gonna be a group that sticks around for a long time. It's gonna be curious to see though how if volume two is gonna be better and where that because we because we yeah well because there's well, one single our... that's
1: been released off it so far um don't be lazy and I haven't heard it really did you listen to it it's pretty good it's it's pretty good they released it I think maybe like a couple days or a week ago or something oh, okay. like that it's it's a pretty good track I haven't given it a listen it's yet. it's another so I saw a video on Instagram of them talking about like the motivation for the song. And, um, the, I think the whole, like, premise is that, like, a guy and a girl had just, like, had a night together, and then the guy's just, like, wicked tired, and the girl is not, and is basically like, nah, get, like, get the fuck back up, don't be lazy. Like, that's, I think, what, like, the huh. the don't be lazy in the name sounds like, or something like um, that. Like, alright, you're waking up right now. So, I, I feel like this is, again, going back to Emotional Orange is kind of thing of they're always just talking about like relationships and like a guy and a girl and they're like oh here's the guy's perspective here's the girl's perspective so i am a little worried that they're gonna kind of pigeonhole themselves with I'm, like
0: I'm this guy girl
1: relationship thing because it is unique that not other groups have done this but like you can't you can't do it too much right off the bat
0: i'm worried that their content is not gonna be very varied enough mm. and, and, then and then eventually and falling get into old. this you're right, they're pigeonholing themselves or falling into this trap. I, I feel the same way. And now hearing you talk about this new rec- this new track off off the new record that's coming.
1: It's a good song. I don't want oh, I I, sure. to, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I think I came off very negatively, too. It no, is no, no, a very no, no. good you song. You said you came off saying it was but very good, but, th- but there's drawbacks.
0: And these, it, these are drawbacks. It's setting up and... a
1: pattern that's a little worrying. I yeah. guess. That, that's more what I should say is that the pattern itself right now is not anything to be like, okay, all their songs are the same and whatever. But it is definitely a
0: trend that I'm looking out for. I mean, it's like now I'm aware of this, yeah, I to me, man, I, I just I think that it, it's gonna be tough to if, if if they continue to go down these types of like content like and especially, have these kind of songs, that's fine. But it can't be everything you do. It's almost like it. the
1: Taylor Swift effect. Like people started yeah. kind of hating on her because all of her songs were just like, oh, boohoo, another break. Exactly. And then eventually people exactly. just got sick of hearing
0: that. And I get it, too, because I do love I mean, there is a place for that kind of content and it works and it, and it plays well, but it all the time. I'm not sure it's gonna be good, so we'll see how Volume Two is. I I agree. Volume One is a fantastic debut. Volume One's awesome, like,
1: unbelievable. I mean, num- my number one album. I gave it like a ninety eight when we rated it or something yeah. like that. And
0: mine's falling in at a seven. And I think there's a couple of songs that kind of just fell a little bit by the wayside for me. Like Good to Me was one of the ones that I kind of mm-hmm. didn't care for amongst a, like one or two others. But um, when you're when you have eight tracks like that and it's so tight knit, I think you gotta just you gotta hit home runs when you have eight tracks or like you know when Kanye West was putting out those seven track albums to me like you need, they you need all, to cut need all to, the fat out right if it's and only
1: seven albums and or seven songs and one song is is that's a hefty percentage
0: exactly that ends up being yeah exactly so that's where i'm at with with emotional oranges i i would like to say that they'll stay in the top 10 who knows mm-hmm. um and we'll see how volume two goes yeah hopefully
1: i yeah. will imagine volume two comes out and ends up replacing volume one is the the new favorite you never know you so never i'll know. keep my fingers crossed for it because
0: that'd Same. be that'd be awesome i'd be into it my number one. Mm-hmm. It's going to James Blake's assumed form, which is pretty wild to me that nothing. I'm actually shocked that's the number one. Yeah. You know what? I'm shocked too, but not that much because the again, I don't want to harp on like variety kind of being the key here um, for some of these some of these albums. But I'm gonna go with it. Variety the variety that James Blake possesses and his ability to not only blend sounds of hip hop, sounds of um, atmospheric R and B and in rap and some soul and some of like, even some indie, like I I really feel like James Blake's sound on this album was just so next level and different than anything that I've heard in a long time. Anything that he's ever done before. I mean, all these instrumentals are just crazy textured, even like the low fi like minimalistic ones. They, to me, just still have such a punch and such a personality. I mean, they're just so intelligently produced. Like, none of nothing's overproduced mm-hmm. nothing even like the minimalist stuff isn't even underproduced it's all got it's these all for a weird. reason usually too yeah. like
1: usually if there's something that feels like it's a minimal production it's to let something else come out and there's chime. some
0: it breathes right or like it has the vocals at the forefront things like that like mm-hmm. a barefoot in the park like that the lush keys and, and glistening effects and chimes of that song they're they're gorgeous to the aesthetic but rosalia and james blake's vocals are what really get pushed to the forefront in a song like that so to me man like uh, i don't even know like this to where to begin with this album i know i know we went in pretty depth about it in our january review and i praised it i loved it then Mm -hmm. i love it even as much or even as more now just again a beautiful album sonically took me to another place just like it was but it was really deep but it was like a relaxed delivery in a lot of it and it just the album is just feels like an experience all the way around mm. and like i said like i said like just tracks like i was having such a hard time picking a song to put on my top 20 songs from this album and i ended up going with where's the catch with Andre, Andre 3000 but there's plenty of other tracks that easily could have made it on, on any like any given day yeah barefoot <laughs> in the park would have been one power mm-hmm. on i love the sentiment of power on i mean you can kind of tell like what that song's going to be about based on the on the title if you haven't heard it but yep. Mile High with Travis Scott was really cool. Like dope great, vibey tracks. Obviously, you talked about Tell 'em, That was on yours. Was Moses Sumney, Moses and Sumney. All those
1: falsetto vocals, much more eerie tracks. I really
0: liked I'll Come Too. I love the melody on that. Just the, the way he sings and, and and flows on that that uh, on that song. Man, like there's just a lot here. It's just hit after hit. Yeah, and and. and uh, I'm not. I'm actually a little surprised that it made your top 10, believe it or not, because I don't remember you being as high on it as me, clearly, and you weren't. This is, this is one but. that uh, slowly, slowly grew on me, and it was actually thanks to
1: Tell Them, because that would keep coming on, and that song would come on, I'd be like, oh, right, this album, and then I would hit like go to album, and then cue up a couple more of the songs, and then keep going on my merry shuffle way, and I, like that was basically the reason that it ended up climbing up and edging right into my 10 spot. Because when, again, I was, like, going through my playlists that I was, like, saving songs in. I was looking at some, like, demographics of my, um, like, listening or breakdowns of my listening habits. And a lot of these songs, or at least, like, tell them and track with Andre 3000 and Barefoot in the Park. They kept showing up as, like, okay, this is one that you've been listening to a pretty frequent amount through the first half of this year. So that was kind of what almost had to edge it in. And especially when I was, like, finalizing my notes and I was going basically song by song through most of these albums. That's what really made me kind of realize like, okay, no, this, this needs to jump up to 10. I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember what exactly it was that I had at 10 before, before this jumped up and yeah. knocked it off. Yeah. I, I think it might've been, um, the little Sims album, little Sims. I think, I think the little Sims album was on just there. Messed. And then, and then that one got just barely bumped out by, uh, by James Blake for me.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, like it's just—I think it's a testament to this album that it came out in January and now it's still sitting. There's nothing that I felt that came out before June uh, ended that really got higher than it's it for aged me. Aged very well. It has aged very well, and I find myself going back to it and even listening to the whole thing. Even a song that I wasn't as crazy about in our review, um, the lullaby track—I can't remember the name of it now at the top of my head—but um, even a song like that, I found to be like in its own right. Uh, have a certain place and sentiment uh for me. I I really enjoy that track too. Like there's just a lot here and there's only really 12 songs, but every song to me it fits pretty well. I think the, the I think the only track that I didn't care for nearly as much as everything else was the was the opener Assume performance. Yeah, was I was going to say that bones. was the
1: only when we talked about the album that was the one that I listed as yeah. like the kind of underwhelming
0: one for me too, which is honestly really tough cuz that's the opening song of I the album. But, but everything from there gets better and even mm-hmm. and like i said even like a song like lullaby from it's called uh, lullaby from my insomniac just the eerie sort of like nature of it just gets like gives me chills dude like i just mm-hmm. for me man like this album to me uh transcended a lot of the things that i could think about that would that music could be and what really kind of james blake could be as an artist so Hell yeah, man. Uh, And it's so cool to see him
1: bring in so much, like, I don't know, uh, so many different sounds. And again, we've talked about this about almost every album on these lists so far. that These artists are really, really good at blending sounds that you normally would not expect to be blended together. And Indeed I mean, it, James yeah. Blake shouldn't really have any surprise to anyone how, like, how many ties he has to, like, hip-hop artists and that whole, like, genre in general. Sure. And that's one of the other things that made me really end up, like, growing, or having this album grow on me, yeah. like, by the end of it, is those, like, little influences there.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really great album, so, anyway. Deserve yeah. another one. Yeah, well, and we'll see where it stands for me, because, like, right now, man, like, stuff that's come out lately, like, I don't know, Bandana, by the end of the year, could, like, have it. Out. Who knows? I like Chance the rapper. I know it's a spoiler. I like Chance the rappers <laughs> album a lot. I don't know if it's number 1, but it's I know it has its flaws, but I really yeah. enjoy that album. I, I, I think, think it,
1: our opinions on that one
0: will differ a little bit a little too, bit. so that'll be like that'll interesting, be interesting to when kind of go back we and do forth that one. With that. And then Dreamville. I Dreamville's going to be somewhere in that mm-hmm. top. Range. YBN Cordae, for me is going to be up there pretty YBN high. I love that YBN. album. YBN I don't know about top 3 or so, but we'll see like
1: uh, oh, top 3 it probably will be pushing it. I would I would say if YBN for me is going to end up probably cracking like I would say top six we'll maybe see. i don't we'll know.
0: see it'll it'll be it'll for me i think it'll be somewhat mentioned right, at some yeah. point but was there anything you said uh little sims little sims got bumped area. off is there anything that was close that Chaun. was right there so the chon album
1: also was like i had was that close. sitting at 10 and then little sims kind of bumped it off and then james blake bumped both of them off um so yeah it was basically chon and little sims that okay. i was like really sitting there like debating, debating about trying to
0: get on there there were three for me that I thought about that. Were in contention. Um, one that I, I kind of had a funny feeling wasn't gonna get in there was uh, Billie Eilish's "When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?" Mm-hmm. Like that album quite a bit. I just the ter- the replayability for me. I don't think it's not was, my genre. It it, that's all it really was, was hard, for me. Like, but I did really like 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 it, like like it quite a bit. Yeah, still listen to it, but again, not as much as the others. Two, these two were tough to leave off. Probably will end up being audible mentions, but again, like I said, we'll see where the where the where the year goes. Beliefs. Yep. The horizon. I, I know I'm a little biased when I say that, but uh, "Go for Broke" was easily a top twenty song for me this year. This year so far, uh, in terms of that, the album to me itself was was, was close. Uh, it almost got there. So shout out B Leafs. The fact that your album almost cracked my top ten should be a good enough, you know, mm-hmm. thing for sure in terms of you know how Major how how I, how I feel about it. Oh, exactly. I'm But getting how many albums have come out this year so far. That uh, that's even you know in the in the mentioning is is a testament to how good that album really is and how you know I just can't wait to see what else he does next. The other one I was I, I was close. I almost it almost dethroned um, Khalid and it almost did towards the back end of this was injury reserve. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that yeah. one yesterday. You were really sad that that got like bumped out. Upset that I couldn't put it, but there was just a couple of moments that I I wasn't as big on and, and, it, it, and it just held it back a bit. But besides that, yeah. There really wasn't that many albums that I felt like really deserved it front to back that I could come, uh, that would combat with these 10. But now there's, like we talked about, there's been three or four that have already come out that since that, since that, I think are going to very strong that player. are going to make a case, man, it really will. And then we'll see about Brockhampton. Like, I don't know what, what will Brockhampton do? Like how will that album be? BJ, the Chicago kids mm-hmm. is amazing, dude. I think that would be in, in the conversation for me at this point. Uh, yeah, so we'll see, man. But uh, there's definitely a lot here. and, and There's going to be a lot to come. Yeah, for sure. So that's it. That's it. That's all That's all we got. That's all the albums. That's all the singles from last episode. Yeah. And that's the first half of the year. First half of the year is gone, and we'll see what the next half of the year brings. Overall, I'm really liking what we've heard from 2019 so far. Yeah, we have a strong uh, list, st- a list of music here. Strong list of music, and I think that in, in, ter- in time, I think it's only going to get better. And we've already had a crazy good July. And August seems like it's going to bring some good good albums, well, too. I mean, songs. I don't know if we
1: mentioned it this episode or last one, but like Earth Gang is going to be hopefully dropping something Brock now Hampton. to September. Brockhampton, maybe Emotional Oranges, is, um, um, and like a couple others that we're, I'm forgetting right now. Yeah,
0: we're in good shape. So anyway, without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We're the Turntable Teachers.
1: And Class is Dismissed.